0: everyone welcome back to the punk rock Horror podcast the only podcast in the world where the love of horror movies meets the culture of punk rock today sadly cody cannot be here but we he is being filled in by the amazing aaron zach baggins stalker lynch witch david lynch winch mad pooper the first fifth and champion of the podcast welcome back aaron
1: giggity i'm here (laughs) (laughs) y'all
0: so um you're here today to talk to us about horror uh more specifically TV horror, and this is part two, Mm -hmm. and because this is such a vast subject as is, I mean, uh, mean, horror television series have been around since the early 70s, early 50s, and we talked about it in the last episode, and you're here today because you are our uh, resident, all-knowing, Twin Peaks knowledge of a person right here.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're Twin not
0: going to include that life. name. That was a bad name. I'm not going to include that one. I could come up with way better ones. I should just call you the Encyclopedia of Twin Peaks.
1: I totally am. That's
0: better. You're the Encyclopedia of Twin Peaks.
1: I don't need food in life. I just need Twin Peaks.
0: Which, by the way, kudos to your uh, keychain. I noticed that. Oh. The uh,
1: 315. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Twin Peaks? Yeah. You've seen it?
0: Oh, I noticed it. I was watching it a little bit here and there. <laughs> So I, I, I caught on to it and I was yeah, like I've seen that northern. before. I've seen it before. I'm not at the level where you're at where you know everything everything, but I know enough. Like I get it's the good. I get the log. I get that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesse gave this to me. I think Aww. yeah Jesse was on here once too, talking about the Blue Room and everything. Good old so. Jesse,
0: let me explain how's the Blue yes. Room going?
1: Good, we're in the process I guess of sort of shopping it around just to see yeah. if anyone would pick it up. Like not like a major movie thing, but like shutter or screenbox or Someone,
0: Yeah. And then if
1: not, we're just going to do a big YouTube release.
0: Perfect. Which uh, I'm kind I mean, of for
1: that anyway, because I don't... I mean, it's Jesse's movie. It's Jesse's love child. Yeah, But I feel it's sort of weird selling your movie. I don't know. Because then people have the right to it, and then you do yeah.
0: it. So. I mean, I'm sure there's some legality to that where you can own the intellectual property or something of it. I don't know.
1: It's all such a shit show. But I mean, <laughs>
0: you you speaking of like chaotic shit shows, you've been really busy really recently. Like you. have
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, you've been
0: on a lot of other podcasts. You've been. But this is of, the best one. Thank you.
1: I love all my other podcasts, too. But you're, you're just saying that because you're here. <laughs> <laughs> no. But
0: you, even with Code 3, you guys have been really busy as well, and it, it seems like you just, like, have been staying busy. What, do you want to touch on any of that before we go forward?
1: Um, I mean, the biggest thing is, if anybody's listening, please go check out my Instagram, Paranormal Princess 7 That's kind of where I'm mostly coming out with all my paranormal stuff, and I'm working really hard on my blog about paranormal theories and all that fun stuff, so... That's the best place to reach me, and don't ask for nudes, and we're good.
0: <laughs> has, has that happened? Oh my
1: god, the amount of people. Have you really
0: got asked for a nude?
1: That, and the other thing is people are like, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, no, I'm not interested in that right now at all. And they're like, well, what about friends with benefits? I'm like, bro, you live in fucking, wherever you live.
0: No, fuck
1: off. And then they, I don't know.
0: Well, first off, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of amazed the send nudes thing is still a thing. Like, it's kind of like at the level of like... Hoping a dick pic works well?
1: At least they're asking before they send the dick pic now. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I'll give them that.
0: I mean, that's still kind of like... But still, though. Does
1: it work? I, You know, if there's anybody listening who is willing to admit that they have sent a dick pic unsolicited and it has worked, please, I want to know. Contact me and tell me. <laughs> I'm dying to know because I don't know a single time it's worked for any girl.
0: I, It's probably just as successful as <laughs> send nudes.
1: Ah. <laughs> I mean, that is even, I mean, that's just as bad, but I could see, like, that maybe being like, well, okay. Right. But just an unsolicited dick pic. Is there a girl out there that's like, baby, I'm on my way?
0: I mean, I think you have to be in the established relationship part for that to work first. That's different. If it's your boyfriend, like. Yeah. I mean, that's different. But I I just, I feel bad. You have so many people knocking at your door. And mm -hmm. I, I saw your post the other day, and you're just like, no, I'm not interested. Like, get the hint. And it's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's all I can say is that I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean,
1: I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, I sound like such a dramatic bitch being like, oh my god, stop asking me out. I'm so hot. <laughs> or whatever, because I'm sure, I don't know. I feel like any woman or that puts themselves out there, even men too. Yeah.
0: But I like, mean, it not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You just yeah. wait. I can guarantee it. There is not a prefla of like women knocking at my door. Like, can you send nudes? Because my response would be <laughs> like, "Have you seen me?"
1: <laughs> no, shut up.
0: <laughs>
1: I love your haircut, by the way. Thank it's you. That very like.
0: Yeah, we pointed this out. That me cut. and Cody got the same cut. Oh, we didn't dude, even did even notice he get that. One too? Yeah. Oh
1: shit, Cody. Mentally we're connected.
0: Off right. I've worn his socks before, not even knowing it. We're just at that level.
1: You guys are pretty much connected now.
0: You, you know, we've even <laughs> joked about that too. How uh, on people are saying that we're secretly love each other, and you know what? That's okay. It is twenty nineteen. You
1: love the fuck out of each other. Yeah,
0: do it. <laughs> also, I like your terrifier shirt. Thank you. So uh, normally I would we would talk about what's happening in horror, but I'll probably make this the one thing that's happening in horror. Did you find out they actually confirmed a sequel? Yes, I'm I know. So
1: stoked. I love, I love that movie so much. I can't say enough good things, and when. I don't know if I had ever said this on the podcast, but when I was out in um, New York earlier this year, I actually stopped and had a drink with David Howard Thornton, Right. and he's like the nicest, coolest guy I've ever met.
0: Right. It's kind <laughs> so of like the cool. same with Kane Hodder, right? Yeah.
1: Like, just so down to earth. Like, the so dudes chatty. that seem all
0: terrifying and actually, like, scary to talk to are just like, oh, hey, how's it going?
1: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he was just very kind and very humble and super smart. It was, it was a really cool experience, especially because nice. on the inside, I'm like i love you (laughs) so if you're listening i'm sorry (laughs) but i'm like that with everybody don't don't
0: if you're listening keep listening and don't be sorry
1: (laughs) and also if zach bagans is listening as always i love you
0: it's gonna happen one day and if it happens from this podcast i swear to god you owe us a thanks
1: (laughs) i owe you my life except he's gonna be like oh my god that freaking psycho on there
0: (laughs) like if you guys get married we are gonna be your bridesmaids yes like
1: you must wear a dress
0: That's fine. I'll rock it. I got the curves for it. Yes. I also got the legs for it.
1: We're doing it. It's happening.
0: Do you ever have that, we gotta get to this, but do you ever have that happen to you where you have the opposite sex say they wish that you, they had a body part of yours?
1: No. (laughs)
0: Okay. So it is just me, because I've had women come up to me and be like, God, I wish I had your legs. (laughs) And I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that means I have very feminine legs. I've never... Or I just have very strong legs. And I don't know I don't how to take it. think your
1: legs are feminine at all. Well, that's why I'm just opinion. like... I don't know how to
0: take that. I've had that happen. Same thing with my hair. Women be like, I wish I had your hair. And I'm like... I
1: did have a guy come up to me once and say that he wishes he had my beard. <laughs> I wasn't trying to take that either, but you know.
0: <laughs> he wishes you had your...
1: Beard. I'm just kidding.
0: I was like... <laughs>
1: I just wanted to see your face. I was
0: like, wow, <laughs> you're one of those. You have a second career in the waiting where you can be a Ripley's Believe It or not. Fuck yeah. I am a local paranormal princess. I do investigations. And I also promote healthy beard products. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, let's jump into it. Let's talk about uh, some horror in TV and, and yes. continue on what we we stopped on last time. So we stopped on the aughts being where horror, horror television really just came out of nowhere. Especially with it and being, like, an anime and just kind of, like, shows coming back from the dead, like Tremors, even, like, right. having its own show and the Twilight Zone also coming back. Um, but going into the 2010s, this is where it continues and it just kind of continues to blow up. Probably one of the biggest names in there, aside from Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters and all the other paranormal <laughs> ones, is... You know, American Horror Story, probably one of the biggest names in TV mm-hmm. horror now. In, 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 yeah. In, I agree to <laughs> this too. Uh, um, but it, it's, it, you know, it, we see a lot of these TV shows. I mean, we even had the Scream TV show. We had The Whisperers. We had another 6 of 6 Park Avenue. Uh, the River, Gravity Falls. Twilight Zone still is, like, supposed to be coming back. We're even supposed to be getting a Lost Boys TV show. Hmm. So, it, I mean, you know not much to say about here except you know it is this huge amount of horror tv coming out so we i kind of want to talk about today though why we obsess over this why do we we obsess over tv horror i mean we've talked about horror movies enough we, we kind of get mm-hmm. at this point why we love horror movies but tv horror has its own hills to climb it has its own obstacles as well because these tv shows could can be canceled at any moment and we discussed this with um well, we haven't discussed this, but we, we've we seen this with Ash vs. Evil Dead, Ugh. which came out to critical praise. Everyone it loved amazing. it. Yeah, and it's gotten amazing reviews, and then canceled it after three seasons. So stupid. Same thing happened with uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Had three successful seasons. Everyone loved the show, and it was a show that, if you watch it, you can see the actors and actresses having fun in it and actually enjoying it.
1: I never watched that. I, I, me, I've meant to. I just haven't gotten around to it, because I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, it
0: is, and it's so slapstick in its own way like it's an original
1: it seems like an actual original concept it really God is forbid. it
0: really is it, it's so creative in its own right and it's still got canceled and so it's just i think i'll start off by saying i think we love our horror television not only just because it hits a need for us but we all just kind of accept that it's it's fleeting you know it's not going to be like there's the only one that we can make excuse for is supernatural because that has gone on for a long far too long time but that's the one of the few i mean again you could say the same about american horror story but same thing is that you know we, we never know when it's going to get canceled because you, you, we, i think a lot of producers don't see a demographic um they're not seeing viewership that they would see with your reality shows, like The Real Housewives or whatever, or...
1: My asshole.
0: <laughs> or even a um, a lot of dramas, or even teen dramas as well. So, I, I don't know. I, I guess, what do you think, Aaron?
1: I think we, as, like, horror lovers do get screwed over a lot, because I feel like there's a lot of us out there, but I feel like either we don't matter in the demographics, they don't take us into consideration, or... I'm not totally sure why, um, but that I guess you make a point that it is kind of fleeting. I mean, I suppose like I guess just to compare it to like Twin Peaks or even Firefly. I don't know if that was really horror. I never watched it. Uh,
0: that was more sci-fi. Was but more sci-fi. I guess we can make the comparison well because uh, uh, for that as well because it was also a critically acclaimed show.
1: Everybody loved it, and then everybody is still upset that it got canceled after one season. I think.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think it was one season, and then they came out with a movie, and they still wanted to come back. Understandably so, because it created a very unique sci-fi universe. It's Same thing with Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks, though, mm-hmm. created a very supernatural, a uh, unique supernatural universe.
1: We waited 25 years. Well, I guess technically I didn't, because I was in my mom's.
0: <laughs> womb. How old are you, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to kill you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because all the people in my Twin Peaks group, most of them saw it. Uh, when it was on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't fit that because I saw it in high school. Yeah. But um as far as being obsessed, I mean, I think for me, clearly I'm easily obsessed with things. But I think with TV shows and horror, it gives us a lot more time to develop like a relationship with the characters in our heads. Like with a movie, you've got an hour and a half to two hours roughly
0: right. to get
1: connected to these characters and their stories and with a TV show, especially like Supernatural or ones that have gone on a really long time. I mean, if you are a dedicated watcher, you have spent 10 years of your life with these characters and obviously they're not real, but it's your escape.
0: I, I think at that point though, it, it kind of comes to that. You want, you stop enjoying it for some people and you just want to see how it finally ends. Yes. Because, with shows
1: like that. Cause it's freaking way too long. <laughs>
0: and so it seems, it seems to be two things either. It gets too long and you just want to see how it ends or it doesn't go long enough and you want answers. Um, so I, I think that's a good kind of subject to jump on is, is Twin Peaks. How Why can we, and you'd be a great example of this, someone who can really give perspective, is how it, why do we fall in love with these things? Why do we fall in love with these shows that are hard to explain and, and and that we can't just tell the average person and that for the average person doesn't really enjoy them? Why do we fall into them? I mean, what was it for you that really made you fall in love with Twin Peaks?
1: I get this a lot and. In- Sorry if this is, like, heavy subject matter here.
0: No, it's, a, it's okay. We could totally get heavy. I um, mean, we're not really the most, you know, underage <laughs> appropriate show to begin with.
1: I, let's hope not. And I'm super open about all of it, so it doesn't really... It's not like some big telling or anything, but...
0: It's not like we've never gotten deep on here before. Right.
1: <laughs> so I, when I saw it initially, um, obviously all the magic and the mystery, and Lynch brings a certain quality to his work that is just so fascinating, and there's so many layers that you can always find something new, and there's something exciting about that. But Laura Palmer, um, spoiler alert, I'm sure most of you don't know, but when it's revealed her life and that she was being abused and she had a little bit of a drug problem and the way she felt and the way she talked about herself and the actions that she took were exactly what I had just gone through, like, a couple years before I saw Twin Peaks. So to me, uh, Laura was... Even though she's a fake character, in some part of me, she's real. And so I really related to her. And still to this day, if I get really depressed or really feeling down, I will watch Twin Peaks because it's like, I'm not alone. Laura went through this, and she's kind of a symbol for other girls that go through the same thing.
0: Well, I mean, first off, thank you for sharing that. Like, it's it's humbling when uh, people do feel comfortable to share what... You know, deep things like that on the podcast, but I, I think you're hitting on something really great. Because normally, if if so, let's take Laura Palmer. She is a very specific character that mm-hmm. connects with very specific people, as versus to, I, I'm, I I I want to think of a good example. I I guess I want to say I can't really think of a good one, but kind of your more generic drama Agent characters. Agent Cooper. Agent I mean, Cooper. He's okay. The man that yeah. a
1: lot of men aspire to be and a lot of women want. Yeah, that's the man. We're all like, "Oh, if we only had our own Cooper." Right. Up till season three, but <laughs> <laughs> but like that, I think it's a again a sort of relatability.
0: Yeah, and, and and I think I think what that's a good thing to point out is that what we don't really get from like comedy shows, and we don't really get from a lot of dramatic shows, is that those characters are either like drawn and scripted in a very exaggerated way. I mean, even Seinfeld had his exaggerated characters. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to, to things like horror, or the supernatural, or paranormal, paranormal shows, I almost said paranormal. Paranormal. Like, for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's easier to make those characters that do come from a more checkered background, that, that you know, have been hurt in unique ways that a lot of us can relate to. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why we obsess over these characters because it's not that we want to see what happens to these characters we want to see what happens to these characters because they're kind of a metaphor for ourselves
1: exactly they're a part of us in a weird sort of way
0: (laughs) yeah and and and, i mean it's you know when we see a character going through these trials and tribulations it's it's hard for it not to hit home and not to relate you know it's hard not to have a friend that you know hasn't gone through the same thing as you you know, and I think that's kind of why we do obsess over it. I mean, Twin Peaks is just a great example because they're almost all the characters written in the show have been written in a very unique way, have mm-hmm. been written to be a specific person and their own individual and don't really kind of blend in to the background that often. I mean, whether it's a topic of purgatory to you know just a simple murder, there's always a tale of humanity in it. And I think that's what we get with a lot of horror, is that not only does it want to scare you and shock you but if we take american horror story coming back to that and it's freak show series it touches on a lot of issues of ptsd and abuse oh and, really? oh yeah
1: actually i stopped watching after season three because i hate emma roberts
0: you hate emma roberts I do. if you're oh. listening
1: emma roberts i think you're terrible
0: <laughs> like like acting wise or does she just do something? acting like, wise i mean oh, i don't okay. know her as a
1: person but i just can't stand oh okay her in anything.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Everyone has that one. For me, it's uh, Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, I feel that way about Tom Cruise. Okay, too, so. so at least I'm not alone. <laughs> you're not alone.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. But
1: everybody said Freak Show wasn't that good, so I never.
0: Really, I liked Freak Show. I watched the first season and the third season, and that was Freak Show. I liked it because I thought it was very unique in its own, and it was very fantastical and like <laughs> spectacular in its own way.
1: And I guess if it touches on like PTSD and
0: yeah, and it was kind of just, and and I think that's the point that there's a good point to make is that because i have ptsd i know what it's like to go through those systems so to see characters that have those symptoms and have those characteristics in their own unique ways it's it's you know it's kind of like relieving you know people who have kind of been like written off society and i think that's also a good term to coin is is yeah a lot of us horror fans feel like we've been written off society and a lot of these shows are kind of not meant for you know bob and jane down the street
1: and most of the horror I mean again, I can't speak for every horror fan out there, but I'd say the majority of us are not quite you know we don't fit in with society in general, right like we're weird, and like when people talk about like sometimes with my coworkers, I love all my coworkers, but they start talking about like you know
0: right
1: all, like decorating their house and doing all these like sort of things that typical people are into, and I'm kind of just like, so about Chucky? <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys think about Chucky? You know, and, well, just like,
0: and, and I get what you're saying too, because that obsession goes into a lot of TV that a lot of people watch. So a good example, same thing. Co-workers that I have that I've worked with, I love Game of Thrones, and you know, Game of Thrones ended. Um, it's over now, and and I was happy with how it ended because I I can't really talk about how it ended because I don't want to be that guy that spoils anything. That guy. But
1: I, I haven't seen it. But
0: I was happy with how it ended because I knew what to expect because of the <laughs> author. So. Anyways, point being is that whenever I try to talk about it with them, it, it kind of doesn't really go anywhere because the whole reason why I love the show is for the gory effects of it, is for the battles because it's it's just really well done. Yeah. Um. This is like way past season in, in seasons ago. Um. Basically, when the mountain kills someone in like a duel. Oh um,
1: yeah, that's like the first season. Yeah, and the reason I'm saying someone <laughs> is to
0: like just kind of, you know, keep it vague still for those yeah. few people that are still it's not interested. The first i think it's like the third fourth either way point being is that when he like scrunches his not scrunches, crushes his face in with his hands like oh, it's yes. just really well done and i totally get it like it's morbid and gross but we've talked about this on our splatter white why we like splatter flicks and gory films
1: i love it it's not it's, real
0: it's not real and, it, and it's just really well done like mm-hmm. when you when you look into how a lot of people go into making effects of bloody gore effects it's kind of astounding like, it's so
1: freaking cool! I will yeah. always stand by special effects over CGI.
0: Exactly. CGI
1: Chucky sucks ass.
0: Oh dang! Is that the is that what he is in the movie coming out? Ooh.
1: As far as I can tell, it's mostly CGI.
0: I don't know. I I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm
1: looking forward to seeing it and see what they do with it. But I just think in general, overall, like I'm way more scared of. Or creeped out by special effects.
0: I'm just hoping we don't see. Al- I'm worried that we'll see Aubrey, pra- Aubrey Plaza as, like, still the awkward comedic girl. She
1: kind of always is to me. But, I mean, who knows? If she's yeah. a good actress. She can.
0: I mean, she might pull it off. I, you know, it's. I just. She's done that role for so long, it's going to be hard to kind of, like, disassociate yeah. her characters. Um, I totally, like, went off the rails and forgot my <laughs> point. I was like, oh, the point being is that, you know, it's hard to kind of connect with a lot of other people on on a normal basis when it comes to even talking about just like shows that everyone watches because me to go up to someone and be like yeah i loved how his head got crushed (laughs) sounds like yeah do it some more kill everyone right when reality it's like yeah i love the way they did that like it was really unique it was like how they pulled off that effect was great and even to try to make that point like where they more so want to talk about the drama between Daenerys john- and whoever mm-hmm. or, yeah john yeah. snow and i'm just like yeah that's whatever man it's incest but <laughs> point being
1: <laughs> just some simple incest <laughs> like,
0: like that's the i will say for the newest season that is like I, uh, god i just i can't go into it without getting into it so nice and, and if we spoiled something i'm sorry like,
1: <laughs> there's not i feel like if it's spoiled at this point like can, how is it how have you not figured for it this out? whole season
0: <laughs> i will tell you that is literally the smallest thing you need to worry about yeah so,
1: from what I've heard, I've, I've already spoiled it all for myself. So,
0: but uh, anyway, so coming back to TV, I, I think what TV horror does, and I want to know your input on this, is is that it also connect makes us focus on our negative emotions. Oh yes. So it makes us focus on sadness and loss and anger and you know these Fear. eventual feelings that we don't really get with a lot of other shows. And I mean, there's some dramas that do well. Like Sons of Anarchy was a great show at really like portraying those emotions and its characters uh, but I mean what do you think do you have any good examples of this
1: Oh, absolutely. and yes it
0: can be Twin Peaks related <laughs> it will
1: probably be Twin Peaks related because surprisingly I don't watch a lot of other horror TV
0: right
1: like I haven't seen like Haunted Hill House or Haunting of Hill House
0: uh, the Haunting of Hill House yeah
1: I haven't seen like any of that And it's not too bad and I, I want to see it I want to see the one with Bill Skarsgård not only because he's fucking hot but because I love Steve King but
0: you ready for it too
1: Oh, okay, all right <laughs> so it's gonna be rad <laughs> um but i feel like so it's twin peaks that's like my, my prime yeah, no it's okay and even that's like not technically a hundred percent horror but there's a lot of horror in it and like paranormal in different worlds and there's a lot of negative emotions like often even though it's my favorite thing in the world i'm covered in twin peaks tattoos i i live and breathe twin peaks yeah i tend to go for it when i'm feeling a negative emotion Yeah, I I like thinking about it right now. There's not a lot of times that I'm happy. Like just having a great day and I'm like, I want to go watch Twin Peaks. Yeah. It's more like when I'm feeling sad or need like a comfort or if I'm
0: I think comfort's a perfect word for it.
1: And that's when I'm like, I just want to go home and watch Twin Peaks. And because it makes me feel so much better. Yeah. It's not all horror, but...
0: (laughs) No, I mean, we watch certain horror for certain reasons. I mean, there's times I've come home and I've just been... If it's been a rough day, like, I won't watch a splatter flick because I need to be, like, in my certain mood to watch it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm not going to enjoy it as much. But I can turn on something where, you know, I guess, like, Ash vs. Evil Dead. I always went to that. And for me, that just always put a smile on my face because, like, it it was just fantastical. Like, it was so absurd. And peop- and everyone so in the show loved doing it. It's, it's hard not to, like fall and get charmed by it mm-hmm. and, and you know one thing that's interesting is that you you've explained why you like twin peaks why you obsess over it and even for me hearing you talk about it, like i still can't fully understand that obsession with it and, I, and it's not like i have to but i think it's the same you know obstacle for you trying to understand my obsession with like ash versus evil dead or in the evil dead genre in general it's it's that we can understand there's obsession for it but you don't we can't understand the obsession
1: like you, you don't know, feel why.
0: it yeah like i get
1: that and especially with like any David Lynch or any Twin Peaks um, I mean I've seen Twin Peaks through at least 15 times the first two seasons probably more Um, and there's just a lot to it and there's a lot of complication with Lynch I mean there's just so much there and there's like it's not something you can just mindlessly watch whereas I feel like Evil Dead and all that. I don't want to say they're mindless, but they're fun. No, it is totally mindless,
0: and yeah. that's wh- and I'll and that's admit That's why it. it's
1: great. Exactly. <laughs> I that's love those. why
0: I love it. It's it's for me. It was always two things. Not only was it mindless, but it was also because it was it was a story about a literal average Joe having the literal biggest shitstorm thrown <laughs> at him every time. And he and always
1: kind of came out on you know.
0: Well, and if you pay attention, especially in the TV series, and what they do really well is that they kind of show. That he's still struggling with the PTSD of it, mm-hmm. and he jokes about it all the time as an or is a way to uh, to deal with it and to so handle his it. Mechanism. Yeah, his coping mechanism. And and they hinted that, but they don't make it heavy because what was so great about the series is just how over the top. I mean, Army of Darkness is probably a pinnacle of hell. over the top. Yeah. To be My favorite <laughs> scene is still with the little army of darkness like marching and the one skeleton using like his femur bone as a flute, <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> like.
1: It's so fun. Like, like you can't help but smile when you watch it,
0: right? And I think that's the thing we get from it. It's, Maybe it's more kind of weird. The whole <laughs> world is weird. We're just in, we're just we're just in check with it. Everyone else is being left behind. Enjoy your Real Housewives.
1: I'm sure you can really
0: relate to Tiffany throwing a table at Sarah
1: and having a uh, you know fifty million dollars of plastic yeah. surgery.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we could all relate to the rich people. Oh, I wish. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and to anyone named Tiffany who has thrown a table at a Sarah, like you need to stop that.
1: No table throwing. That's no, dangerous. But, I
0: mean, that's okay in the WWE. That's expected.
1: <laughs> poor table. Come on. <laughs> For, poor table. Think uh, of the tables.
0: Uh, point being, um, is is that there is this connection that we make with these shows. There is this in depth feeling that we do feel connected to them, and, and it's there are the shows where we do also feel connected like i will say sons of anarchy um Mm. even though it is a drama show and and could be joked as a drama show for men
1: um i've never seen it so that's good
0: i like it i've Um, heard great things i will still argue that it has its horror elements inspired in
1: it there's a lot of violence in there oh
0: there's yeah it's a lot of over-the-top violence a lot of like situations that are very brutal to see like in the first the very first episode they open up a hatch and it's uh two little girls and, like, a mom who were, like, burned alive due to, like, a supposed drug war going on. Like, yeah. And that's how it opens up. So, I'm mean, like, that in itself is horrific. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a murder mystery at that point, and we all know how, like, serial killer shows and murder shows are closely related to horror shows oh, in yeah. that community. So... Obviously, the dots connect with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it does a great show of creating those characters that you do connect with. Same thing with Twin Peaks. Same thing with Ash versus Evil Dead. Same thing even with, to an extent, I would even go and say True Blood. and True Oh, Bl- I
1: loved True Blood. And
0: True Blood ruled for a long time. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting, right? Like, because it shows that there is a market for horror. There is a market for horror TV. I mean, if True Blood was able to sell merch, books, you know, and get millions of viewers every single Saturday. It
1: was so such a good show. I would, but again, I think that it went on a little too long. I think they could right. probably like 5 seasons would have been enough.
0: You know, at this point I just want to rewatch it all because it yeah. has been that long and I'm ready to dive back in again. It's so good. Um one of my favorite one of my favorite uh scenes from that was it, I, th- I forget what season it is, but it's uh basically where Bill like leaves Suki for her own benefit. And she's talking about how much she misses him. She's like, you know, every second I go around. And, like, obviously she's doing, like, that southern mm. accent. She's like, <laughs> she's like, every second I turn a corner and I'm just hoping he will say, it's okay. It's okay. it's okay. it's okay. Like, it's quirky. And it's all right. It's hilarious. But uh, I don't want to. I'm not here to talk about True Blood the whole time.
1: Well, and they did, I mean, around that time, there was tons of other horror shows out. They had that Vampire Diaries and there was one about werewolves. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. So, like, there was a hot minute Teen Wolf. There. Teen Wolf. Yeah where all these vampire werewolf horror shows were coming out
0: oh yeah and, and, and i mean on top of that too it's it let's bring up game of thrones again like even game of thrones it's like i will make the argument is very heavily inspired by horror well
1: when you look at the, mean, the ice king or whatever
0: uh night king night king same thing whatever i'm
1: not i like game of thrones we, but just, it doesn't we
0: just made so many fans angry <laughs>
1: sorry y'all it's not
0: the ice king <laughs> that's from adventure time you asshole <laughs>
1: The Night King. I mean, you add that whole aspect in. Like, I started watching it with my mom, and I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings-esque with, like, yeah. all the, you know, that stuff. But then there's, like, this whole other yeah story to it that's horror, essentially.
0: Well, yeah, and it totally is, too. I mean, because they're they're smart zombies. Yeah. And they are. They're straight-up smart zombies. doesn't matter how you explain the origin, which hasn't really been explained yet. Um, but it doesn't matter how you put them in, but they're straight-up zombies. Everything mm-hmm. they kill comes alive around, comes back to life around them. Like, come on, that's a necromancy. What's necromancy related to? Zombies. So, bam. Horror. <laughs>
1: there right. you go. Easy connections.
0: But you know, it's. I think that's also something that a lot of movie producers, not movie producers, just show producers in general, don't really take into account. Is is that there is still this huge connection from. Of horror to modern media into modern mm-hmm. television. I mean, Gravity Falls was on this list, and that's probably one of the biggest like cartoon shows that is inspired by a lot of horror. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it was even on Disney. Um, a, there's a huge cult following behind it too.
1: Gravity Falls. I'll
0: just check that out. Yeah, it's it's it. It was definitely inspired by also like Twin Peaks, like Mythos too. It's definitely more kind of, I don't want to say dumbed David down. Lynch. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's not David Lynch, you know, over-the-top storytelling. But yeah. it, it does have, it hits convolutions within its whole narrative. Like, it's it's crazy like that. Um, yeah, it's pretty good.
1: It was on Disney? Was yeah. They, and Disney had So Weird, and then Nickelodeon, it, How Do You Afraid of the Dark, and those were y- You know scary. where I'm going
0: to with this. Like, e- <laughs> like... Uh, some crazy son of a bitch and i probably would work with him and love him it decided yep. that it's like good to give horror to kids
1: oh yeah those they, are my favorite shows
0: <laughs> well it, i don't remember who i was around uh the other day but I, I was i think it was with a co-worker um or someone and they were talking about their kid and how their kid loves not only uh like cartoons but they love scary stories right so it's kind of like from a young age we're even like conditioned to like things that scare us
1: we, I think deep down we all like to be scared on some level. Some of us just really, really like it.
0: So, so so, why do you think that there is such this aversion to liking the things that scare us? You know, I mean, as we get older, you know, people say you shouldn't watch things that scare you or scary things. And, you know, to an extent, I understand. But if we're conditioned from a young age, again, like all real monsters, are you afraid of the dark? Even uh, on Disney, with... um oh what is it it's under the bed i think it's called oh that with was the a boogie... movie yeah, yeah don't look
1: under the bed don't look under the bed i that was that one
0: that one legitimately scared the shit out of me the when, boogeyman uh... was scary yeah that one. yeah and they would they would still play it or under wraps
1: oh, like yeah. the one with the mummy yeah. there's a
0: scene in that movie where they show someone's hand getting like torn up like and it like you don't see the whole thing obviously but you you get the image of it because, like, they're watching, like, a mock, like, slasher flick in the theater, and they kind of, like, take a hand, and they take a head, like, the monster takes a head and puts it into, like, the garbage disposal. And, like, you don't see the whole thing, but you get the idea. You
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going on.
0: Like, it's to a young mind, like, we're conditioned to like scary things, and yet, when we get older, we're told that you shouldn't watch scary things, and you shouldn't watch the things that creep you out at night. And That's so... interesting. So, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going way over, like, what my question is, but basically, it's what... <laughs> Why do you think there is this aversion to it?
1: I don't know, because I've never understood it. I mean, and I'll say on some level, like I said, I think I, most people, whether they like to admit it or not, like to be scared. Of. My best friend is not one of those people. She is one of the people that truly, like, she was having nightmares over a South Park episode <laughs> with the ginger kids.
0: <laughs> when, she, like, we weren't, like, little kids. Like, we were
1: <laughs> in our double digits, and she was having nightmares. Where Cartman
0: like, is trying to genocide all the ginger kids. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, God love carbon, But, so she's one of those people that, like, she was on Haunted with me, which I, I would, like, she did that. Oh, okay. But uh, she does not like scary things. She's had an aversion to them since we were a child, and we used to trick her into going to see scary We'd be like, oh, we're yep. going to see this movie, and then we get there, we're like, we're going to see White Noise. She's like, no!
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, White Noise is pretty tame. Yeah, it
1: was, and it was terrible, too. <laughs> but, um, I think it's not natural, in our minds to like the things that scare us or like the things that hurt us. Because in a way, fear can hurt us. It stresses us out. It makes our... Excuse my lack of science terms here. like our What is that? The shit that releases in your body when you're scared. Endorphins. Endorphins, adrenaline, all that, which can be damaging in the long run. So technically, we shouldn't like it. We shouldn't like being stressed out and we shouldn't like being scared. And so there's a natural aversion to it. It's sort of like maybe... You're not supposed to. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring that up here.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to bring up whatever you want.
1: You're not supposed to like to get hit, right? And but some people are into that.
0: But masochists still exist. Yeah,
1: and there's the BDSM and like just you know from you're not supposed to like that. And to people be do. clear,
0: we're not like kink shaming you. No, like, no, no. Enjoy what you enjoy. We're Hell just yeah. we're just making a point get that that spanking. <laughs> Get the bacon for that (laughs) spanking. Bacon. (laughs) I just wanted to make that rhyme. (laughs) Um, But I I think the point we're making here is that, just as a human species, we have this want to explore things that are mysterious and that are unknown. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we look at science, we're still trying to figure out more and discover more of the yeah. you know body of ocean that we live on in this whole entire earth
1: and we hardly know anything about it
0: same thing with space and, sp- and uh, there was someone uh, oh Lala our own Lala has even talked about that she is terrified of space you know, because she doesn't know, she doesn't know what's out there, and the fact that she doesn't know scares her. And I mean,
1: your mind fills in the blanks. what yeah. you don't know, you can fill in anything.
0: It could be, and, I, and I'm not trying to like freak anyone out. This is just all <laughs> theorizing, so please take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, for all we know, in space, there can already be like an alien, you know, species that is like watching us like a TV show, waiting to pull the cancel button. Like on South Park. <laughs> exactly, and, was, and, and South Park made a joke about that.
1: It's true, though. Who, but who freaking knows?
0: But then again, we could also be alone. And and I think that's, and I think that's why we like to watch things that terrify us. Is because yep. I think the things that could most likely be real and terrifying are far more terrifying than the the fake slasher who's oh, hunting yeah. around, you know, single women with a drill in his hand.
1: And for some reason, we like that because, like, I love Freddy. I love yeah. like Freddy and Chucky, and I'm like, yeah. But I mean, if you step back, right? It's kind of weird that I'm like, yeah, you're killing people.
0: Well, and I think. I think it's because it's... Uh, I'll make this example, and maybe this will be a hard comparison to make, but it's like, if we take superheroes, now, obviously me and Cody like, are so proclaimed proclaimed comic nerds, <laughs> if you really think about what it would be like to live in a world with superheroes, as cool as that would be to see an Iron Man and Thor, do you know how terrifying that would be? To have an alien invasion come the down... The other end of it. And, like, destroy, like, the half of, like, downtown Denver? Yeah. Like, even if they win, whatever, there's still this massive amount of damage in people who died. Like so, I think in horror, it's easier to suspend, you know, our belief with Freddy, who haunts your nightmares.
1: Because it's so not real, right? Like like, you know that's not real, and it does scare some people. There are some people that truly are like freaked out, but you know, we're desensitized at this point, right? But I think it's almost another kind of way to look at it: is the unknown is always more terrifying. I think because like your your mind can fill in the blanks, but it's like when someone says, "Don't touch that; it's hot." Yeah. Even like when if a waitress brings my plate and she's like, "That's hot," I'm I always have to see how hot it is.
0: I'm shapefully raising my hand because I've touched the oven because I was yeah. told it was hot. Don't touch it.
1: And I think it's the same way with horror. And another example, like the a Serbian film, all those Salo... I know how f- messed up they are.
0: We actually... We've talked about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I still want to see it because it's almost like... People are like, don't watch it. It's horrible. But I'm like, I kind of want to see how it, horrible... It's like the 100... <laughs> it's the same
0: thing with like 128 or 120 solo. Days of Sodom. Yeah. Or Sodom. Yeah, no, we're talking about the same thing. I always get yeah. it... I always...
1: Because the book is 120 days of science. Yeah. And the, I have not seen the movie, but I read parts of the book while I was putting it away at the library. I was like, oh, what's this? I was upset for days.
0: Well, even a lot of, like, things that happen on that movie are fake. But it's still done so real. Like, the poop-eating scene? Like, I don't know if... That, I don't know if it was in the previous episode that we talked about or the episode's gonna be coming out. Um, but the poop-eating scene isn't real poop. Like, it's just fake poop, but it tastes nasty. So the, like... It was they made it taste like actual shit without making it shit.
1: Which is just I mean, And I wanna see it though. And even though that's so fucked up for me to be like, I want to see people eat poop, but I want to see how bad it can get. If is it really that bad? Is the plate really that hot?
0: I, I think maybe just going I mean, not that we haven't already been deep this entire episode as it, it is, but going back <laughs> into it, I think we are conditioned in a society that we're raised to look towards the brighter side of things and release to you know treat each other right and be nice and always have a smile and um and that's good like it's good to treat each other right it's good to have a smile but i think when you're always being told your entire life to smile 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 you kind of don't know how to handle the depression side of things the sad side of things the frowning side of things there's a lot of it and i think in horror tv what it does really well is that it builds up those scenarios it makes you face those scenarios for a yeah. long
1: period of time. It's not just an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. Like, it it, it, it makes you face the fact that, well, yeah, murder does happen. Or, you know, um, rape does happen. Or, you know, depression is a thing. Or PTSD is a thing. And here's how you're, you're going to watch it. And you're going to see these characters overcome it somehow. And, and when it's
1: well done, it's helpful. Yeah.
0: And, I mean... Right now, I wish I could think of, like, a good example of one that did not do it well, but I, I just can't think of one top of my head. I'm sure they're out there. Probably. <laughs> That's probably why I don't know it, because it exactly. didn't do that well. It would be a really bad place really quick, right? Um, I guess 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> that probably didn't do it too well. Anyways, um, but I think we're, you know, we have this natural want to see the darker side of things. Because we're humans. We're naturally mm-hmm. curious, you know? We're that's the species we are. And to pretend that we're anything else but that, I think, is just ignorant to who we are. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I'm, sure, I'm sure I've said it before, but I'll say it again. We always stop to watch a car crash.
1: Yep. A, a like, train. It's the train wreck. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away. I mean, yeah. everybody says that. That's like a common trope.
0: And to even try not to look at one, like, it's hard. It's hard to not just drive by a car crash and keep and, your eyes on the road. You know, and maybe there's people that know how to do it really well, but... You know, we have this want to see how bad can these things get,
1: and a morbid curiosity. Like, is there a body? Like, it's not, I always am. Like, is there a body out? Yeah. And it's not because, of course, I never want to, that to happen anyway. That's fucking terrible. But your curiosity, yeah, it's just like, ooh, what's going on? Look, well, like,
0: and, and I think at that point, you're, we're just being faced with our own mortality, and it's like, and again, it's kind of facing the unknown.
1: And when a TV show does that, yeah, you get so connected to these characters, and then they kill off one of your characters. I mean, it is kind of a yeah look at your own mortality it's like
0: it's like a stab in a way and i mean and i think twin peaks is a good example of that because it does kind of make you (laughs) it does theorize of of what is beyond what we know you know and it and it may and it Mm -hmm. and i think what's so unique about twin peaks in this aspect is that here's the blueprint of what we think happens past everything we did we still can't explain it that well but this is how we explain it you interpret it and then everyone else gets this blueprint. Every fan of Twin Peaks gets this blueprint. And they learn how to build the house themselves.
1: And that's why I think David Lynch overall is just absolutely fantastic. Because um, oh. he does that with all of his stuff. And he was surprisingly not as involved in Twin Peaks as you would think. Towards like the
0: and, and we mentioned it before ends, also. But... like David Lynch, like for like 79, dude looks great.
1: He has like a 7-year-old daughter too.
0: Seven or eight. Jeez. Yeah. I think he's like seventy. He's either seventy-one or seventy-nine. But still, he's in
1: his seventies, yeah. Dude has Get it, a, dude.
0: Dude has those share looks.
1: And his hair, my God, it's the most magical being. It really
0: is. He has great hair.
1: But that's like I think why Twin Peaks is amazing is, like with my Twin Peaks group, we were all handed this blueprint. Yeah. And we are all trying to decipher it. And Twin Peaks also talks a lot about the driving forces behind good and evil. Yeah. And so that just kind of gets you even more into like questioning things and thinking about things. And horror does that too. Like, why is Michael Myers the way he is? Why is Freddy Krueger the way he is? And it's kind of an interesting thing to think about the driving forces.
0: If uh, and I don't know if this is too personal. Feel oh, free care. to like. Okay. I'm pretty I open. Figured. <laughs> i mean, the person who's talking about shitting on cars. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm an open book. At this I don't point think out. there's a lie.
0: <laughs> Uh, Do you think if the things that uh, happened to you in your past didn't happen to you, do you think you would still be this much into Twin Peaks, or even just horror in general? Or do you think that we do have to have something traumatic for us to fall in love with this type of genre?
1: That's a good question. As far as horror, no, because I was obsessing over horror long before anything that happened to me happened. Like, from a little, little kid, my mom and I used to go in the video stores, I just... Run to the horror section and be like, right. Mom, can I get this one, this one? she's like, nope, nope. <laughs> um, as far as Twin Peaks, I've actually I've thought about that a lot. Um, I obviously still think I'd have a huge propensity towards loving David Lynch. Yeah. Because it was my high school teacher that showed it to us. So I would have seen it either way. Um, I don't think I'd have quite the connection. Like, I probably wouldn't have Laura Palmer tattooed on my leg. Right. <laughs> if there wasn't that, and I might not have such a personal attachment to it. But I'd still love it, I think. Do you regret it? No, not even a little.
0: So, and again, uh, maybe I'm, I'm trying to word this right. So, would you, for your love of Twin Peaks, would you want to go through everything that you went through again if you were in a different life?
1: I, I think about that a lot, too. and not I mean, so much, I, that is
0: kind of like a hard question to ask. No, it's not like no. I'm asking, do you want to be, like, tortured again? No, like,
1: obviously. Like, nobody wants that. But in right. the bigger picture of things, I am who I am now. And I like who I am now, and a lot of times, bad shit happens to me a lot. Like, I make poor choices in life sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's not my choices, but I handle things so easily now. Yeah. Because I had so much bad shit happen that the little shit is so trivial to me. And so, there's that kind of positive aspect. Obviously, yeah. I would never want what happened to me to happen to me again, or anybody, of course. for fuck's sake. but. It, 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 I'm okay with it all. Like, I think it kind of... Oh, God, I don't know how to say that.
0: It's kind of like you... It didn't happen
1: for a reason, but it's made me who I am, and I like who I am. And I love how much I love Twin Peaks. And, I'd be missing something if I did And didn't I don't
0: know if that. this is the right metaphor, but maybe, like, in your own way, it's like a badge of honor, like a Purple Heart in some sort of way. And I know, uh, not to make the Purple Heart badge sound like anything less than it is, because those badges go to people who have uh, right. earned them for, you know, heroic Different
1: totally different uh, like causes him, but, but
0: just to attach a metaphor to it
1: i think for any victim of i mean honestly you meet if you meet someone that hasn't had a sexual assault or been unfortunately dealt with rape all those things it's a big deal because most yeah. people i know have dealt with some sort of version of that so it's it is kind of like we all carry that with us and yeah it is like a we got through it we're strong people and right
0: And with these horror television shows, whether it is something as small and ridiculous as All Real Monsters on Nickelodeon, to as something as deep as Twin Peaks. There's something to help us cope. There's something to help us make us feel like we're not alone.
1: Exactly. And that's the biggest thing, is feeling like you're not alone. Because oftentimes, we do feel alone in our sadness. We do feel alone in our depression, or when you're dealing with PTSD. Like, you feel freaking alone, and to watch... Some show or even a cartoon to know that somebody else out in the world has dealt with it.
0: Well, and I think what's great about the shows is that when, and I'll use Twin Peaks as another example again, as, you know, being someone from your background who has come from a very, you know, serious experience to someone else who has come from a completely different experience. Even if it was just they had one bad thing happen to them that changed them immensely, you both can bond over Twin Peaks. Yeah. Because it is, it is that deep of a show. And it's not the same as, like, bonding over, like, Game of Thrones. To point i mean obviously there's a the dedicated game of thrones fans that, oh. can, that can bomb oh over. yeah <laughs> but, but but point being is that you know it's like oh yeah like twin peaks was this show that didn't get a lot of attention and it got canceled way before its time and it was ahead of its time and you love it too and i love it let's talk about it let's go watch it on sundays
1: yeah, I mean they're my best, some of my best friends now from and that, that love of Twin Peaks.
0: And so obviously there is this like power, there is this power behind horror television and just horror in general, where we connect with each other. We can come from completely different backgrounds mm-hmm. and just be able to hang out and be able to talk to each other. I mean it's not even this, and I will even argue this, it's not the same with even a lot of sports teams. I mean uh, you're our proclaimed Giants fan right yes so but obviously if you had someone in here who was a 49er fan <laughs> and you guys started going at it <laughs> like it's gonna be kind of hard to find that common ground but yeah if you both love Twin Peaks it's
1: like well we won't talk about sports we'll talk about Twin Peaks exactly like,
0: so there, there is this like way to make peace with people and actually communicate with people when mm-hmm. you you know do come from different backgrounds so maybe maybe Bob and Jane down the street do love Twin Peaks and you can actually talk to Bob and Jane and that they could be the total like picture of a white pig and fence family but you can still relate to them
1: on that level i mean there was even one time at work i was in the garage like driving up or whatever and i saw the twin peak sticker on someone's car and i just about shit my pants so yeah. i went and wrote a, a note to them and like left it on their car like let's be friends
0: i don't know you don't know me but <laughs> if we find each other again
1: and yeah like and it that's like
0: if you were some if you actually drive that car and you by chance listen to this podcast and they you know who it is
1: oh yeah oh god I think I don't think they still work there we talked a little bit but then
0: oh like we well.
1: texted a little and then it just kind of
0: if they're still listening mm-hmm. <laughs> if no, no. they do whoever listen whoever you
1: are we can I like, still be friends I like
0: I say if they're still listening like I knew they were already listening <laughs> my head wasn't full if I wasn't full myself yet
1: <laughs> no confidence man <laughs> but I think especially with horror lovers and people that watch horror TV or horror movies we're also passionate yeah and we can relate to that passion with each other
0: well, and, and I know if Cody was here, like, he would talk about his love for, and it's not TV, but it, it has so many additions to its saga that might as well be considered TV, <laughs> um, his love for the Sharknado movies. like So good. Like, they're, o- they're over the top, they're ridiculous, like, and you're not supposed to take them serious at all, and yet he loves the living shit out of them.
1: That's why they're so fun, is like exactly. you don't have to take them seriously. Right.
0: But that would, but th- I think that's what we're getting at, is that that would be the same thing for him. Uh... Wherever you are, I'm, I'm missing you.
1: We miss you, Chloe.
0: I always, uh, when, whenever, like, we, uh, I always send him that picture of, a uh, Spongebob, where, like, Spongebob is cooking for Plankton over the Chum Bucket, <laughs> no. and they do the whole music. <laughs> it's just a grill, it's just a greasy spoon, <laughs> without you. Oh,
1: I feel like I love Spongebob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can even, we can even, uh, connect over Spongebob. Because fuck yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um you know and it's it's we're still getting near we're getting near to the end of this episode right? we still got to about 10 minutes but it's it's i don't know how else we can add into this i mean it's we can keep dissecting this and we can keep delving into this but i think when it comes to tel- television horror is that you either get it and you have a lot of people that get it with you and you have a community you can join or you don't get it and you talk about the drama between Daenerys and Jon snow <laughs>
1: I guess another little interesting aspect of horror TV um, is, like, the miniseries aspect. I mean, if you look at It miniseries, they did a Shining miniseries.
0: They did A Nightmare Before Elm Street, Jason Voorhees.
1: And it's kind of cool because you can take what's in the movies or the books, and oftentimes, especially with, like, Stephen King books, you can't really put that into a two-hour movie and get all the details. So it's kind of cool with miniseries if they were done right. Because you can get the whole story. You can get all the details. And you can... It can be more accurate to the book, and as an avid reader, I love that.
0: Yeah, I would even say with how over the top Stephen King is with writing his books, the fact that you can get anything into a movie from his books is like, astounding. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I wanted what I wanted to add into that too is you know it, it even goes on into comics too. Like there's these comic books about Freddy and Jason, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite series is Freddy versus Jason versus Ash it's a it's a really oh, good read oh, oh, oh. it's a really good there's a scene where i might uh,
1: open up a comic book for that <laughs> it's actually it's only
0: i think it's only six or seven issues it's really good it's totally worth the read it definitely starts out like a slasher flick and then it brings in ash oh, and he's just yeah. like what else is new
1: <laughs> keep fucking me world it's fine
0: <laughs> it's whatever man because there, there's a scene in the comic where he uh falls asleep and then obviously freddie does his thing goes into his nightmare and makes him think his hand grew back and then freddie morphs as his hand and like he has to cut it off all over again and it's so funny because freddie's like what are you gonna do now and <laughs> ash is like i've been through this before <laughs> <laughs> and, like cuts and no off problem her. with it, <laughs> right and uh, freddie doesn't see it coming out he's like oh stop a bitch <laughs> uh, and speaking of nose
1: yeah the joys of allergies with the septum piercing.
0: You know what I'm kind of depressed at? We didn't start off this episode like we did the last time you were on, where you were starting to read the back of a like oh, soda fuck. can in a very seductive manner. Like that was nice. That was fun. That was awesome that because was hilarious. nobody was expecting that. <laughs> that was great.
1: <laughs> it was the best thing ever. We could end the episode with me reading off my Red Bull. Red Bull sponsor yeah. me. I love you. <laughs>
0: I know someone's thinking like, yes, ever do it? <laughs> yes. Please. Please. Oh my
1: god! You guys should do a, a freaking episode of, like horror ASMR.
0: We've been talking about doing stop, it stop, every stop. time you come out here. We talk about ASMR episode, <laughs> and I don't think it's gonna work well with our voices. <laughs> like I'm told, like like I just don't think it's gonna work well. Whisper. I, I just. Hey there. How's it the going? <laughs> See.
1: Oh, the, I would love it. Are I'm in. You got my over. vote. <laughs> stop. Stop. stop
0: crunch crunch and then i have to like grab like a ton of foil and just <laughs> 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 i've seen them do that i've seen them like grab bags of chips and just like eat the chip right now maybe it's just i have to eat food
1: that well and then they actually do have horror asmr where it's like they stab things and yeah i don't know i've asmr is not my cup of tea if y'all like it you're weird but that's cool <laughs> have, speaking of
0: weird they have horror porn
1: i have yep
0: have you seen it It's not, like, snuff at all. No, it's,
1: like, I may or may not have seen one with Freddy Krueger. Obviously, it wasn't Robert Englund or Freddy, but it was... Right. It was a gif. I was like, huh.
0: Yeah, it's... So, like, to set set up the scene, there's, like... Like, it's supposed to look just like how it would in, like, like any horror movie. Especially, like, if it's asylum-kind of, like, centered... Right.
1: So weird. And, like,
0: they'll have, like, a girl who's, like, crazy or killer. They don't really make it clear, but she's just screaming at the top of her lungs. And they have a guy in who is crazy or killer. Again, don't make it really, really <laughs> clear. And they kind of just go at it.
1: It's weird. And I they're mean...
0: just, like, laughing maniacally. And I'm just like, huh.
1: <laughs> and I'm dry.
0: <laughs> like. <laughs> and just like that, it became the Mojave Desert. <laughs>
1: It's, it's. I mean, in horror, it's, it's interesting. It bleeds over into everything. I mean, I read horror books. There's tons of horror TV, horror movies, yeah. horror cartoons, horror comics, horror like for kids. Like horror is everywhere. I
0: mean, there's even musicals. Sweeney horror Todd.
1: musicals. That one Repo, the Genetic Opera. Or I whatever. love that one. I, can't I get into it. I
0: know Paris Hilton's in it, and it's whatever. I love Paris Hilton. You just gotta don't get dog p- on her. I'm just saying, I know why a lot of people don't like that movie is because of her. She did
1: a good job. For
0: me, like, her scene wasn't as bad. You can get past it. And, like, she doesn't have that bad of a singing voice either.
1: No, I love Paris. People but, like, are too hard on her.
0: But, like, it was a really good movie. Like, yeah. like whenever we do horror movie uh, musicals and we talk about that, I'm probably going to review that movie because I loved it. Because the cherry on top was the fact that Joan Jett just shows up for, like, yeah, cool. a, a, like a quick guitar solo. Like, that was so badass. <laughs> Like, the
1: horror musicals, they have the Evil Dead musical here.
0: Oh my god, Yes, yeah. so yeah. cool. I'm so jealous that, that you got so to see fun. that. I'm so jealous. We were
1: in the, the splatter zone. I was like, we are getting front row. I want there's blood on me. There's a splatter zone? Oh, I was covered in blood. Oh my god. It's so fun. I am so
0: upset. If they
1: ever do it again, we'll have to go. Take me. Yes. So I want to go. gotta
0: it. I'm going to grab Cody. We're going to go because that's oh, a, yeah. I know there's a splatter zone. Yep. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and everyone was great. So, I mean, horror is just kind of... I never really sat down and thought about it, but it really is everywhere.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's why we started this podcast, is yeah. to that claim. <laughs> no one believes us. Everyone still gives us weird looks, and I'm just like, whatever, Mr. I-want-to-see-the-fights-in-hockey.
1: And you know what? At the end of the day, when I think about it, if everybody started to like horror yeah. and be, like, accepting of it, that would kind of suck. I yeah. kind of like the fact that it's our own little weird thing, all of us little weirdos.
0: Right. On stuff. Like, we want people to accept it, but we want you to take it easy. Like, we've been here for a while. <laughs> yeah,
1: you step back.
0: Like, <laughs> we, we got a lot to get through, man. It's
1: like Billie Eilish or whatever. I don't know shit about her. She's fine, whatever. But she's kind of bringing that creepy horror thing where she's, like, crying black stuff and oh, all yeah? this dark thing. I'm like, oh, blah, 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 Some of us have been doing this for 28 years.
0: Some of us have actually cried that. Yes. Okay. I
1: cry black blood all the time, and it's like getting popular, and I'm, I don't know, there's that weird sort of thing, and it's like that with horror, I think, too, so.
0: Right on. No, I, I feel you. um, yeah, we, we gotta go ahead and start adding this, I'm sorry, I just got a text, cause I gotta go on to do, a, an interview, so. Mr. Popular uh, okay. oh my god. <laughs>
1: someone, wha- I know, he's lying, someone was just asking for nudes. No, i no, I, was just kidding. Like, I
0: was like, I got a response to this, it's a fan, <laughs> it's, it's won the Patreon awards, you <laughs> get <did> matte nudes. <laughs> Do one where I make it look like a puppy, and then to do another one where it's kind of like you, you'll what, see it. What was The back, the
1: thing, the I, bat I, yeah, balls or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't want
0: to give it away. You got <laughs> to be a Patreon member. Sign so, up for Patreon. So, uh, to end this episode out, um, we thank you for all of you tuning in. Uh, this month has been the month of the ghouls and gals, where we're thanking all of you for getting us not only just over a thousand followers on Twitter, but just being absolutely supportive, being amazing group of ghouls and gals who tune in every week to hear us make dumb dick jokes so thank you for tuning in again um thank you for Aaron coming on if you want to follow us and like us on anything please everything. do it on everything but you can keep up with us on facebook punk record podcast or on our twitter at official or instagram punk record podcast official and if you want to follow Aaron, you can follow her at where now
1: um, let's just stick with Paranormal Princess 7.
0: Paranormal Princess 7. Check out her blog. She's always coming out with great ghost stories of actual things she's experienced. Not things that she's just found on the internet, but things she's experienced and has given her input on. She, she is a preflow of knowledge, whether it's Tin Pe- Twin Peaks, Ghosts, or Crying Black Blood. or your or your local uh, or your pooping vandalism needs she she knows what she's doing she's got it covered
1: buy me enough taco bell i will shit on your ex's car
0: maybe we'll make that a patreon make that like (laughs) make that like a hundred dollar tier like we will fly you out to wherever you need to go to poop on someone's car well
1: that means i'd do it
0: like i kind of want to do it just to see if it'll be a thing because you realize if we even get one I have you, to do you it. You have to actually follow oh through. Oh, And you have to go poop on someone's car.
1: And I joke about it, but it was one time when I was real drunk.
0: So you need to talk about it a lot of tequila. Yeah.
1: yeah. Got it.
0: We can make that happen. Easy. Send <laughs> <laughs> um, so. on a shitty note. <laughs> <laughs> to t- finally flush this poo down the drain. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, please like us and follow us on our Patreon, where we have a lot of great rewards. Check out our Teespring account. Everything you can find in the episode notes below. Our merch link is right there. It's the first thing you should see. Grab a shirt. We have the Figgy shirt up. Thank you again, Goose Gals, for tuning in.
1: <laughs> I want that one. So.
0: Get it. We, we, it I comes know. in three colors. It even comes in pink. <laughs>
1: Figgy. I was here for that shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you again, Goose Gals, for tuning in. And we will check you next time with Cody back at the home. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye.